Welcome, friends. You're listening to the Mind Body Alchemy podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Miramontes. This is where intuition meets education in the realms of spirituality, fitness, mindset, and more, all to create lasting change. Welcome, welcome. Come on in, have a seat, get comfy, relax if this is your first time here. Or if you have listened to every episode, I know that you're going to get a ton out of this. This is a topic that absolutely needs to be addressed, and I'm so excited to be taking it on because we are going to chat about overwhelm, specifically as it relates to content consumption versus taking action and how easy it is to feel like you are constantly swimming in a sea of information and you don't know what to focus your energy on. It's so tempting to want to focus on all of the things. You think that everything that you read that inspires you, that moves something around inside of you is something that you have got to take some action on right away. And of course, that is what we all as content creators want you to feel when you read something of ours. We want you to read it and say, wow, I see myself in that. I know this information can help me. I really am going to change my life. But I would also argue that it is a huge distraction. And I'm not going to tell you not to be someone who consumes content. If you are someone who loves to consume content, don't turn this off and run away Stay tuned because I think you're just going to learn a lot about how to use that to your advantage and make sure that you're actually getting the results you're after by consuming the content. So let's talk about that dreaded overwhelm because the reality is that most of the concepts that I teach are quite simple in nature. It's not that difficult to write a few things down in a journal, schedule a few minutes a day to maybe meditate sit at the table for a meal. All of these things are simple to do. They don't require difficult instructions. You understand what I'm saying when I ask you to do them, and you probably understand what the benefits would be if you put them into action. I teach a lot of little steps that you can take, and if done consistently, then they add up to big results, which is awesome. So why then do you feel so overwhelmed by it all? Overwhelm stems from thinking about all the things that you have to do at the same time. So it's not about having a lot of things to do. It's not about having a lot of little steps to take. It's about sitting back and looking at the big picture, your giant mental to-do list, and thinking that you have to do all of these things and your brain is like, oh my gosh, this is so much. I don't think that I'm going to have time. I don't think I can do all of this. I don't think this is going to be comfortable. We're not safe. It goes into a little bit of a freak out mode because it's looking at the picture as a whole. It's not breaking it down into little steps. And that is how we start to experience the feeling of overwhelm. So little and seemingly simple tasks like I teach feel like a monumental commitment. I personally feel this way about cleaning my house. I can do one load of laundry. I can dust one room or I can wipe down the kitchen counters. But if you tell me to clean the whole house, my brain just shuts right down into a rebellion only rivaled by a three-year-old that you insisted get out of the wrong side of the car door. It's pretty intense. Now, you may be asking, 
why don't I just give small amounts of information then? Why do I have to create all of this content if everything I put out feels like overwhelm when you look at it all together? And I'm a huge believer in giving my clients and the people who are in community with me all the things, all of the podcasts, the worksheets, the journal prompts, the book recommendations, and pro tips on how to think differently, notice the things that need to be changed, and discover the areas that are getting in that person's way. We talk a lot about all or nothing thinking, boundaries, procrastination, perfectionism, old habits, unhelpful thoughts, so much more. And half of you are going to be nodding your head, yes, give me all the answers, please. I need them all at the same time. And the other half is about to rip out their headphones and vow never to listen to me again because I trigger their anxiety by listing all the things that they're going to have to work on someday. But both of you would be off base in your thinking. To those of you who want it all, wish granted. However, you end up overwhelmed by all the consuming you're doing and you don't take action on any of it, or you keep it so small that you never get any results from the action that you take because you're constantly switching before it ever becomes a habit, before it ever becomes something that you are and part of your daily routine. It's sort of like changing the channel on the TV. Maybe you get entertained by all of these little trailers or the commercials or whatever, but you never get the whole picture and it's not memorable. It doesn't stick around. It's just short term. It all makes sense. You nod your head in agreement with every word. And then you find yourself thinking, feeling, and doing the same old, same old when it comes right down to it. To those of you stressed the hell out by the thought of all that information, you take one look and shut the shit down. You don't even listen to one podcast or do one journal prompt because you know in your mind that if you can't do all the things, you might as well do none. You might be able to willpower your way through for a little while, but eventually your sense of overwhelm and overcommitment catches up to you, and that's when things just start to feel too hard. Some of you may find following the program that I've laid out for my clients really doable, but then you see other people in maybe the community Facebook group talking about things they're working on, or you read through my Instagram page, and your immediate impulse is to add these things that you're learning or reading about or seeing to your list of all the ways that you're broken and need fixing before you can get anywhere at all. You think that since you can see all of these areas in your life in some way, that you must work on all of them at the same time as quickly as possible, of course, in order to save yourself from this misery of needing to be fixed. But what I offer is that you take a giant step back. If you are a content consumption hedonista, that's fine. If you find a lot of pleasure and gratification in listening and learning, more power to you. It helps keep the enthusiasm up and it allows you to keep your goals top of mind each day. But just know that you won't retain but a fraction of what you consume. Consumption is not action and not everything you consume needs to be worked on right away. I know, unpopular opinion for those of you who think that it does. You may also find that you don't quite understand what you hear or you can't figure out how to apply it to your life. 
you may even be listening to me right now kind of passively, not really engaged with what I'm saying, but just hoping that it downloads into your brain somehow and inspires you to do something different. This is all normal, and you will likely need to revisit some of these topics that you've already listened to or read, and they will probably take on a whole new meaning the second or third time around. I personally relate mostly to this category. I am someone who loves content. I love to learn. It's my favorite thing. If you get overwhelmed easily and you are one of my content consuming minimalistas, then my suggestion is that you do the same as the content consumption hedonista and realize that simply because it's all there for you doesn't mean you need it all at once. Regardless of which category you identify with, here's my advice. I want you to niche down. Think about some of the things that I talk about and just ask yourself how focusing on this right now will create results in your life. If it's an area that would produce a big change, you might consider prioritizing it. If it's an area that would be nice to have figured out, but it isn't urgent, then put it lower on your list of priorities for now. When you run onto a social media post that tempts you to dive in and get to work, check in with yourself and determine if this new call to action is going to be sustainable change or if you're just riding an emotional wave that will soon crash when life hits again. Is it going to support what you're working on or is it going to distract you from staying consistent on what really matters right now in this moment? I can't count the number of times that I have felt this or have been told by a client that it feels so overwhelming. The reason it feels so overwhelming is because you're allowing information or rather your thoughts about the information you're receiving to create the feeling of brokenness. You have too much to fix and you must fix it all. You'll never be happy until it's all fixed. Having something to work on is a problem and means something terrible about you. And that if you don't work on all of these things at the same time, you're just never going to get to where you want to go. And if you do, it will just take way too long. Well, that's an overwhelming fucking thought, isn't it? If you really think about it, though, you'll always have areas that you're going to want to work on and improve. There is nothing wrong with wanting growth. That's very human of you. The problem only exists when you decide that you aren't allowed to enjoy the life you have right now while you seek that growth, that you're currently unworthy of whatever feeling you're chasing because you have work left. You can't expect that you'll reach a goal of any kind. The work will end and you will go on to live happily ever after. That's a fairy tale bullshit sold to you by some crafty fuckers behind a marketing table. We don't listen to them. Life is lots and lots of good, and it's lots and lots of shit too. And I promise you, you wouldn't want it any other way. So challenge here is to learn to enjoy the good without personalizing everything that feels like shit. Hold the good close to you and give yourself some space from all of the things that aren't so good. Know that both of these emotional states are temporary. We can't hold on to good all the time. And bad will always pass, and they will forever oscillate around each other. The good is our peace, our birthright, joy, purpose. The shit is our contrast, growth, and the reason we know 
what all that good feels like. You aren't a broken person that needs fixing. You have areas you want to work on? Cool. Sometimes they feel painful, and that doesn't have to prevent you from making progress toward the life you want to have. So let your shadowy stuff exist. Let your problems, your past, your conditioning, your unhelpful habits, and everything you wish was different, just be there. Let it have room in your life as something that has created growth for you at some point or will in the future, but not something that is wrong with you. Don't judge it or shame yourself in its name. And on the opposite end, allow yourself to live your life as it is right now. Don't withhold life while you wait for a better time. Allow yourself to own the good, experience the joy, and be a whole and unbroken human because that is what you are. Overwhelm comes from the expectation that things should be different than they are and that you have an insurmountable amount of work that needs to be done in order for you to ever be happy or make progress. This is a lie. So next time you feel that sense of overwhelming dread wash over you, stop, breathe, relax your shoulders, and ask yourself, what is the one thing you can focus your attention on in order to start moving the needle forward? Start there and let everything else slip through your fingers like a handful of sand. And just know that you can come back to work on these things later. The last point that I want to make here is that when you focus hard on a few things that will make a difference, you automatically build up the skills that transfer to many of these other areas in your life by default. When you learn to set boundaries for yourself around the small promises you make just to you, you also learn to set boundaries around how much and in what ways you're going to show up for others. When you learn to calm yourself down in the middle of a food urge, you also build up the skill to calm yourself down in the middle of a work project. When you narrow your focus and implement the 20-80 rule, meaning 20% of what you do will give you 80% of your results, then you can stop feeling so overwhelmed by all the noise outside of your 20%. If you consume 100% of the content, instead of adding new things to focus on, ask yourself how what you just learned might also relate or apply to what you are giving your attention to right now. If it doesn't align, put a pin in it. I give a ton of content to clients and those of you who follow me because Everyone has things that they want to work on and everyone is different in what will produce the biggest result for them. I don't do it so you can make a never ending list of the ways that you're broken, a hopeless human that will never get it right, consume all the things or be a minimalist. It doesn't matter. The only thing that really matters is that you keep your focus constrained and effective in order to avoid feeling overwhelmed and then quitting altogether. All right, that is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this episode useful, helpful, do the cool thing and support the show by leaving a rating and review. It helps so much more than you know. Screenshot the episode and share it on social media. Tag me and let me know what action you are ready to take after listening to this episode because this is the one that will help you make life easier, not more difficult on yourself. If you are someone who lives in overwhelm, make sure that you make that list right away, niche down, 
one or two things that are really going to move the needle for you and let me know what those are. If you have questions or thoughts, suggestions for future episodes, my inbox is always open. That information is in the show notes. If you want to know how we can work together one-on-one, make sure you contact me there as well. And I will see you next time. Bye.